Hi all. Welcome to the second episode of the Millennial Optimist podcast. This is your host AJ and I hope all of you are doing well. So today I thought we can talk about something that is very close to my heart. Yeah, that's true. I'm talking about my tummy. So today we'll be discussing about food and everything almost related to it. One of my favorite foods ever was a burger. So that's why I'll be asking the three young ladies who will be joining me in the podcast about their favorite burger and how they like to eat it. We'll also be listening to people discuss a company known as Too Good to Go in Europe which is a very sustainable and innovative company and I hope you'll enjoy the talk. So guys, today I just have one question and that is what's your favorite burger? I have three ladies on my show. Now, here is Sandy from Kenya. So Sandy, welcome to the Millennial Optimist podcast. So what is your favorite burger? Would you care to explain? Well, it depends. Every like every restaurant has its own like burgers. So, um, for me, I just like a burger that has cheese inside. Um, well, I like the meat itself, well made, not rare. Um, and yeah, it's a bacon inside too, and some of course uh, the sauce that they put on the burger. But yeah, like uh, nothing too complicated. But yeah. I also uh maybe mac a uh, big mac in McDonald's yeah Oh yeah for burgers I think everybody has a big mac on their mind but I'm happy that you know uh, explained your burgers so nicely uh why do you, why do you like your meat so rare I thought people like well done more well, I, I actually wrong. like well done I don't like rare that's the funny thing I don't like rare uh, I I just <laughs> It's the thought of eating even like uh sushi. I don't like sushi that much. The thought of eating something that is meat that is not like fully cooked makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. So I like it well made. Oh okay, uh, but uh make sure you hide from people who you know there are a lot of people who are promoting uh rare meat much better than well done. So hide yourself from them. Yeah, I've heard like uh also I heard like um there are places where they don't even sell like uh, genuine meat. So I just go to places that I trust actually to just get but I I I like to go to Burger King or Big or McDonald's because they are near my place. Yeah, but uh, I have a favorite burger place in Kenya. So yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, if you don't mind me asking Sandy, could you just tell us where you are from so that you know I can get a better perspective and also the other per- people in the room? Uh, I'm I'm Kenyan, but I I study in Poland. <laughs> uh, by the way, which burger do you like? 
Uh, yeah, so I am a vegan actually for the past two years. So before that, I enjoyed a very good, uh, like you said, a well-done beef burger with cheese sauce and a, uh, what do you say, garlic sauce, cheese garlic sauce, uh, along with fries and probably a iced lemon tea. That was my go-to drink with burgers. And oh, also, okay. uh, yeah, and I always preferred double patties over a single one. So that was before I turned vegan. Uh, so once I turned vegan, I right now I prefer the bean burgers, which usually uh, it is not available. I think on a commercial scale, at least in India, it is not. So I use red kidney beans or fava beans, you know, mash it up, mix it with onions and uh, some other carrots and all, and then you make it into a patty and you fry it along with other veggies. And for sauce, I usually use uh, something like a red chili sauce or something. Mm. Nothing, nothing fancy. Oh, so you make your burgers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If at all, I have a craving because burgers, of course, is something. It's like a guilt-free food, right? It's a yeah, guilty yeah. pleasure for most people. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, for me, I, I, I like to just do, do takeout. I've never tried uh, making one home, but I'll do that. I'll try maybe this coming weekend. But I like oh. to eat a lot of like Kenyan foods. Like I like to make chapati or. I like to make um, maybe uh, some ugali, but I like a lot of African food. So when I'm home, I, 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 I like once in a while, I'll, I'll go for takeout. But yeah, when I do go for burger, I go for a big one because it's a treat. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. Burger is a treat food. You'll treat yourself with a burger. That's what you do for a burger anyway. It's not something that we do on a regular thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, you like you decided to become vegan for like wellness or religion or like what's your story on veganism? Uh, yeah, so I was work, I was in Middle East during that time. So I got to learn more about climate change and uh, that's what actually triggered me. Uh, so at that time I was not in, I had a car of my own and for my work I needed my car. So I was not in a position to, you know, ditch my car for things. So the first thing I could do that, I could choose on myself was to reduce my meat intake. It did take a time. I was a true hardcore meat eater and I slowly transitioned to vegetarian food and then slowly into vegan food. Yeah. So it's mainly for the earth. If you can say vegan for earth. That's the tagline. Uh, okay. okay. Actually, it's a nice uh, motivation. For me, I wanted to like try vegan, but I always like like there's something that just comes up and I'm like, okay, but I don't eat meat that much. Like the last time I ate meat was like, uh, I think two weeks ago. Okay. No, no. Uh, yesterday, but... yesterday I did eat meat, but it's because there's this <laughs> app in India. There's an app called Too Good To Go. Yeah, I know, I know. They are based out of oh, France. You know, I know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Because of the how the work they do, I have been following them for like two years now. Yeah, yeah I know about them. So, so you work with your. So, I've never had the liberty to use the app. Can you just tell me how the app works over there? Um, it's 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 designed in such a way that I guess the person that started it saw a lot of wastage in the world for food, like these big supermarkets or uh, restaurants uh, the foods that were not purchased they were throwing them and they were really good food that would have been uh, consumed so i guess the team or the person started uh, the app with that idea so the thing is that you just buy you're saving food from being wasted so you buy food that 
that restaurant will not need at a very cheap price. So it's too good to go. Like you're saving food from being wasted and you're buying food at a very much cheaper price because it's food that was about to go to waste, but it's right, edible. Right. So yeah, I, I, like I tried it and it was nice. Um, uh, and are you happy with the quality of the food that you get uh, produce? So 50-50. Uh, half of the food I got yesterday was good and the cheese wasn't good and uh, I, I ended up throwing the meat. So it's 50-50. Mm-hmm. I also talked to, I recommended it to my friend just yesterday. She went and got and she said that uh, also how she got some some uh, some stuff that were not all that good. But uh, in the name of conservation and preventing food from going bad, um, I guess you, because the whole point of it is saving food from going bad, you know, so, okay, okay. you know, you buy what you get. Yeah, but that is the whole problem, right? If the customer is not happy with the produce that he gets, he's not going to order. Maybe you, you might not order, maybe like, maybe you would be ready to order like three times a week. So you might order maybe once a week. So if yeah, the isn't, yeah, I was yeah. just like curious and I was just outside and I was more of like, okay, let me just see what this app is about. And I had some extra change. So I decided to buy some uh, to just see the, because I had the app for like months and I've never okay. used it. So I was just like, okay, let me give it a go. And plus just the whole idea, the whole course of the app is good. But I, I'm not uh, for sure after ordering, I'm, I, I think I'll take some time before I order again or I'll be very careful with what I I select. Definitely no, no meat and no cheese. Just no meat and no cheese. I, um, I, but you know, the thing is that you also another challenge is you can't specify like what you want. Like you, you buy it, they've already packaged it. And when you open it, it's, it's, you're surprised what's inside. So it's supposed to be a goodie bag. Oh, okay. So it's like a surprise box where you don't yeah, know so what Yeah, so you can't shape. tell them that you're not, you're, you can't eat meat. Like, they just give you, like, a pack, a box wrapped with food. Oh, okay. So even if you, like, you you can only ask for veggies or something, you can't do that? Mm, uh, no, for me, I didn't get the option to just request veggies. I just, I paid. They said they have one, they have one goodie bag available. I paid for it. I went for it. It was already packed. I came back home. I opened it and I found meat, cheese, eggs, some stuff inside. Right. So yeah, yeah. The idea is pretty nice, I guess, because you get a lot of uh, cheap products and people are not looking to pay so much. Uh, yeah. It, it's helped them. Yeah. No, it's a good idea. But yeah, the quality is very important. Otherwise, people are not gonna buy it. Because even I had this problem when I saw this business plan. How will you? ensure that the food that produce reaches every customer in the in a good quality right? yeah so that is a problem yeah i understand yeah but you have to go for it in person so it's more of it wasn't even like i think i don't know but just for me i smelled the cheese and i wasn't so happy with the cheese i got so I was just like, okay, because what if somebody consumes this and gets sick? You know, some people can be, you know, are, are you know, you can be talking with someone and forget you're eating food. Then you eat oh, something yeah. that is like not good for the body and no. it's expired, no. especially processed meat. You know, yeah, especially not... meat and cheese, you know, they are like highly yeah. volatile. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Especially in temperature, yeah. So yeah. If it, I always thought that, uh, you know, African cuisine was highly 
predominantly more of a meat eating cuisine so uh, yeah, how you are, yeah, you are, yeah. yeah but um we actually african and uh, okay i'm not talking about generally african but uh, i know my country shares a lot of um cuisines with indian food um I don't want to yeah, but I yeah. don't want to like say that because you're Indian. I don't want to come off across no, like that. I I understand. I understand you because the the when you said the word chapati, I eat chapati for dinner every day at my house. So it's a regular Oh my thing. god. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, so I, chapati I, I, is like I, a staple diet for Indians. So I don't know if the same it is the same thing that you have but that word the name chapati that round bread uh wheat bread so that is the same thing for us also I, i'll probably be eating chapati in like an hour or so <laughs> yeah i understand but like um you know the thing that is that for me i easily get stuffed and i easily like especially i don't know if you get this i don't know if you cook your own chapati but um for me when i cook cha- and kenyan chapati and indian chapati are are like okay um in the history of kenya Indians and uh, when they were constructing like the railway in Kenya they had their own cuisines and i guess africans borrowed that but like um there is like our chapati is made a, a little bit different because i saw yours is like you guys have okay it's the same chapati it's the same outcome but i think uh when you have a free time just google kenyan chapati and uh, and indian chapati because as we make it a little bit different but at the end of the day it it comes out as chapati like yours oh okay okay and uh, of course there will be some kind of different because when i did not know the history behind uh, indian and kenya so that's something new that i learned today yeah yeah definitely so like um we also have samosa um oh, when coming, yeah, yeah when i was coming i also came with a lot of actually i came with because here in europe uh, i saw it's a uh, masala is very expensive so i oh, came with own, yeah oh is it is it expensive i thought there were a lot of indians there so it would be cheaper yeah there are a lot but i was googling pilau masala and tea masala okay. and I, i was seeing the prices and maybe it's this uh, retail online uh you know sometimes people want to make profit but it was expensive so i'm glad i i i um i got the opportunity to buy them but yeah, yeah we yeah. have we do have they sell rotis over here they sell uh there's so much there's so much here oh yes of course i know and it's like a different thing altogether but it's nice that uh, kenyans you know share that history with india because that is something interesting really interesting Yeah but like I as I said I used like for me whenever I cook chapati just the 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 smoke cooking it itself it makes me get stuffed easily so I take ah. one or two chapatis as, and then I'm stuffed but I really do like chapati I do yeah like I would pick chapati over burgers <laughs> Ah okay I understand but yeah I'm, I, by the way when you said it out like that I realized that your chapati might be a slightly more bigger than our chapati our chapati is very thin No, as a thin as well. I think it's oh, the, okay. I mean, uh, it's almost similar but yours looks a little bit um let me say drier. Ah, oh, probably. Uh sometimes yeah. we use ghee or uh, vegetable oil uh but maybe the picture is not showing it. Some some people use it, yeah. Yeah, so Kenyan chapati is uh very it's flat but it's you can google you'll see the difference. Yeah, it's yeah, flat. I'll do it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's flat but yeah, I anyway at the end of the day it's the same. It's the same it's still chapati, you know. It's still <laughs> bread, yeah.
yeah it's it actually very uh, different to hear you say chapati in your accent it's uh, something that is totally different from uh, yeah. what i have heard chapati in pranam <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah exactly yeah yeah nice. but it's it's part of our culture it's actually our main food it's it's one of our main oh, foods awesome. so oh, yeah it's, it's not like uh, it uh, i i think for mm-hmm. us uh, so india is a very big country so i think the north of india they usually depend on chapatis over there they call it rotis also but the southern part of india we predominantly eat a lot of rice uh, rice is our main uh, staple diet so that is the difference between india so if so i am from the south so my uh talcha actually allows me to have a lot of rice on my daily meals it's my staple diet rather than chapati i actually like rice i i do like rice but here i've been eating so much rice because um okay this pasta this rice there's everything but you know because i'm a student and i'm always busy I, i've eaten so much rice i've gotten bored of it <laughs> but i i do <laughs> like yeah yeah i do like rice so yeah, the, yeah, like yeah. on a student yeah. diet i understand that you need to have a lot of rice and you that is probably your best option you get your energy from that yeah so i just opened up this room because i wanted to see what kind of burgers people like uh because i could not distinguish that it's sandy because uh, i often thought burgers were tabooed as a junk food but many people enjoy having it so maybe a much better decision but i'll start off by asking you which is your favorite burger Actually um I love vegan vegan burgers <laughs> so meaning that the I, I'm a vegan too that's I'm so happy to find someone who's a vegan or <laughs> Yeah so I I really like it because there are so many ways you can make the patty and with chickpeas or beans and you know you can add or sweet potatoes sorry I just need to close the windows because there's some noise outside Um yeah and then you can spice it up um and the buns i mean the buns can be vegan too people just are not aware that that's a possibility <laughs> so how do you have your- so we started off with burgers basically so they were all vegan burgers and uh, we start so sweet potato was one uh, red kidney beans was one fava beans was another then we had a beetroot patty and uh, one mixed with carrots and lettuce so it's very easy to make a patty i did not know it was so easy uh, but yeah alexander if you want to tell me about your vegan journey that'd be awesome how did you start it becoming a vegan just for health purposes you know just wanted to see how my body feels when i make the switch and it wasn't that difficult for me because i already at the time lived with my boyfriend who is a vegetarian so we would cook a lot of vegetarian meals together so i didn't really miss the meat in that sense and so the switch or the you know transformation over to vegan wasn't that difficult then anymore any longer but i cannot claim the vegan lifestyle completely and i wouldn't also i i never call myself a vegan i just say that i prefer food to be vegan um because there's so much that still you know goes along with a vegan lifestyle and sometimes i even do eat some salmon you know depends or you know when my aunties cook i can just not resist and then i'll have some seafood but uh overall i try to yeah for health reasons and it's been very beneficial you know on gut health on skin health so that's why i'm sticking to uh primarily having vegan food 
Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I and I understand why when vegan and I I'm happy that you are still. So the way I see it, even if you don't become a full vegan, if at all you do your effort to do to move plant based diet, it helps you and a lot of others also. So in that way, I'm happy that you're doing it. Oh, hi everyone. Yeah, it's pronounced Sadie's. Um, yeah, I, I like I like plant based burgers, bean burgers, but I do like any burger with bacon in it. So that's meat on top of me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wasn't exactly sure if uh, so. It's about meat exactly, or is it just about any kind of food we like? Because even I like bean burgers the most right now, and I usually like them with red kidney beans or like Alexandra she likes it with a chickpea. So there's a lot of options, but of course you can define your favorite. Okay, well, um, I don't like to. I, I, you know, I like Burger King and so and so, but uh, the best burgers I would like are like off the grill. Um, in my household, we like to cut you know cut up onions and peppers and mix them into the meat and then uh, uh grill them up on on the frying pan or the grill whichever and yeah so that's how I, I like my meat I like to have it I don't like it being plain I like something inside of it so definitely onions and peppers with uh pepper jack cheese a little uh, spice to it is always good and any kind of bread I'm not too picky about what kind of bread I eat. Yeah. That that's my favorite burger. Oh, that's awesome, Sadie. Uh, I think most of our brothers have started their journey from maybe Burger King or a McDonald's, right? Because even Sandy earlier she was saying Big Mac was her favorite. Uh so most of us have our first brothers from a retail fast Yeah, definitely. In my uh younger teenage years, that's where we went to and then all the you know, after school Everybody had a quick and easy meal <laughs> and it was always good. And I could eat also a lot, like the portions, you know, you can just eat more when you're younger, I feel. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. I'm so jealous. Like, I used to be so jealous of my friends because my mom would not allow it. I So as an adult, I, I feel like I eat more things that are a little not so good for me because as a kid, it wasn't something I was allowed to do. Or, or able to go because when I came home it was a fresh quick meal so I, I I now eat Burger King but then that wasn't like something I would be able to eat <laughs> no well of course so people at least parents uh, don't let us eat junk food a lot when we are young but when we get the chance we often want to try because that's what we are not allowed to do it we want to do it more that the whole ideology of children right uh, but it's nice that we all uh, share this love for burgers because even I started with a KFC burger or a Matty burger long back when I was a kid. And of course, we that was the first thing that we ordered when we went outside because like Alexander said, it's big enough, that's fries. And even if it it might look small these days, but at that point of time, it seemed big and that was... Yeah, but it makes so much sense that it's a indulgence, <laughs> that you now indulge in it because you couldn't as a kid. Um, I understand actually why how that played out with you that way um but yeah I, I guess you know it's some comfort food one can say even if i agree one doesn't really feel that depending on how many sides you have with your burger i don't really feel like a burger in it you know in itself is very filling or very nourishing 
so usually I like after an hour or so I still feel like I can have have another snack I don't know how it is for you guys yeah I, I definitely agree for, for me burgers I mean yeah it's like a form of a sandwich like if I would come home and the food wouldn't be done and I'm starving I would get like you know like a grilled cheese it, it didn't matter if it was just two slices of bread and cheese and like three slices of turkey after that I would still be hungry after an hour so I feel the same way about burgers like it's not something you can have alone no of course burgers have always been an obsession with almost everybody across the world so that's why I thought burgers might be the one food that everybody can have uh, you know like something to say about after pizza probably Uh, but burgers have been there for a long time and and so I wanted to ask this across to you guys so does Uh, so Burger King, uh, McDonald's, they all have done a lot of marketing with their burgers and it never looks the same as what they show. So has that marketing resulted in, you know, burgers being such an obsession amongst everybody, uh, regardless? Um, well, yeah, as kids, I feel that that, that marketing really works on, <laughs> with, in a, you know, for kids to feel attracted or to find that that's something where they need to be at and try it out. But I think it's more the ingredients of these fast food spots that makes you um, come back for more. Because as I said, it doesn't really feel nourishing. And you only notice after you're done eating that you might even order another one. So that's what I meant when I earlier referred to um, as a teenager, you know, just us being able to eat more in quantity. I think it also has to do with that these burgers are usually not really the ingredients are not really what they advertise. It's more a lot of flavor, artificial flavor. And uh, so that you have a, that, that you just get addicted to the taste basically. Um, yeah. I think that, I think that's the clever marketing. Oh yes. And most of this food is frozen up for a long time. So you never know what the quality and how long it's been there. Uh, because of course that is how a retail fast food giant works. You need numbers and, Uh, numbers to be shelved out or made out like in a day so that helps and especially the marketing parts also helps because people come for what they see but they are happy with what they get and they keep coming back for more so that has been uh, something that nobody has been able to understand because uh, the size of the burgers have gone down drastically if you ask me uh, but still people are having more and like you said Alison yes we might, we might be having two instead of one Uh, but yeah, just to talk to you, Alexander, about the vegan thing. Do you think vegan burgers are going to be the next big thing? Because the, everybody is coming up with vegan options and I'm pretty sure like a lot of people are going in that direction. And I think more meat eaters are also doing plant-based. So um, I, can, I can speak for um, the food spots in Germany and in my city. Burger spots are the thing that sprouts up From the ground, I feel everywhere, like in every neighborhood in my city, we have a burger spot. And on the menu, they serve vegan versions of their burgers as well. So yes, people are very much into uh, vegan burgers and want to try it out and are curious about it. Uh, in fact, in my neighborhood, there are two grocery stores that mainly um, store, um, stack, I mean, um, vegan you know, alternatives um, for every product. So um, there is a hype about it indeed in the last, I would even say in the last 10 years or so, it really started booming over here in Germany and German uh, companies also dominate the 
the market when it comes to vegetarian and vegan alternatives. They dominate the market in Europe, you know, with their products. Um, so that's interesting. But what I was curious about is that I do believe that uh, these fast food chains, uh, chains worldwide, that in India, they actually have much different uh, flavors um, than like, let's say a German McDonald's or a German Burger King. So you guys will have the spicy version of whatever burger they are serving over here. So I find that so interesting that the menu varies um, in which, you know, I think it's, it's so for Asian countries, I'm guessing. I think European countries overall um, cover the same menu and the same taste recipe. But uh, I think India, I would have a totally different experience at the McDonald's or Burger King. Is that so, you think? Taste of uh, different retail. Of course, the taste is totally different. In India, people like it spicy. So instead of the Big Mac, we have the Maharaja Mac here. So Maharaja is like the thing. So we have the Maharaja Mac in India. It's equivalent to the Big Mac, but with the double patty. And uh, it's way more spicier than um, what we get outside. Because I've had it in Middle East also, the spices are less over there. It's less hot. Uh, it's kind of like a little bland taste when you compare with the Indian cuisine. And uh, the size and size also differs. Uh, what the Big Mac is in America or the Europe is not the same that we get in India. So it varies account because in India, I think it is cheaper for a cheaper in McDonald's than when you compare it with dollar to rupee. So in that way, the taste and the size also differs. I would actually love to try <laughs> the spicy burgers um, because I do find that the ones here in Europe lack flavor. But then again, now I'm having vegan burgers, so I can't really dive into it anymore. But I guess, are there some vegan options in McDonald's and Burger King in Indian? In uh, no, we don't have any vegan options yet uh, because I think it's on a global level, vegan options have only started coming up. We don't have a vegan retail outlet, uh, not even, not for any uh, Burger King or any of the big joints so far. Uh, but I, I think I know why you have a craving for, uh, you know, like a, some burgers with most of flavor. I think it's because of your lineage from Malayalis. Because we are a, we as a people, of course. we as a people, you know, I would eat a lot of pickles, a lot of heat, a lot of chilies, and <laughs> it's totally different. So probably I know why you are. Yes, and I can in fact eat more spicy than my mom can. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, but that's interesting because uh, indeed in Germany, they uh, at McDonald's, they will have a vegan version, but it's really bland <laughs> and it's, it's really not good. And they really need to work on it because that's not how they will get uh, more people to, to buy that product. It's super bland. It has uh, barely any sauce. So I don't understand what happened there because I thought that McDonald's is smarter than that, you know, when it comes to f adding artificial flavors but they um, they failed with the vegan one. Oh, that's actually sad, I would say, because uh, I don't know if it's... Uh, so there, there can be two kind of vegan options. So probably they're building it out. They are understanding how the market uh, responds to that kind of burger. But uh, I just want to know, is it like a bean burger or is it like they are using patties from Beyond Meat or uh, Beyond Burger? So any kind of those uh, meat lookalikes. So what kind I of think patty are they I using? think it's plant-based. Plant-based, um, so not a Beyond Burger yet, 
but the plant-based one is really um they didn't uh, i don't know it's it's not good it's bland it has no taste whatsoever we have something like the paneer burger also so that's one of the major sellers rather than mm, the yummy yeah. yummy <laughs> Yeah, so Indians just uh, will kill for paneer. <laughs> it's that uh, they are that craving of uh, paneer, and it's I don't know for others who don't know what paneer is. Kind of like a halloumi cheese, uh, very thick. Uh, it kind of resembles the tofu, but it's packed with flavor. It's t- it's made from milk, so it's uh, it's something like cottage cheese. Yes, I can only recommend <laughs> to try it. Oh, of course yeah yeah so the paneer one is the famous over here especially in burger king and even in kfc uh, kfc being kfc is actually one of the places that offers good vegetarian food in india uh, <laughs> compared to uh, big, big mcdi or uh, burger king uh, even though they are known for the chicken they have these good rice bowls of veggies veggies and everything so that's pretty nice so the uh, and we uh, indians being predominantly a rice eating nation even kfc have these rice bowls same goes for burger king so that you won't find in any of the other places so you imagine having rice at a burger king or a mcdi those that's kind of funny. options are also available that's funny yeah yeah exactly <laughs> because we like to have rice a lot and i'm i'm getting hungry <laughs> it's dinner time in germany <laughs> and now speaking of all the spices and the flavors is really yes like that's that's what i want to go for actually <laughs> so yeah, but it so has to be what you mom to make for you maybe ask her to make a biryani for you <laughs> yeah, she used to yeah yeah when i when we still lived together she used to yes yeah, but yeah, um biryani is one of my favorite ones also but her older sister her older sister's cooking is even better if i may say so um and yeah so i i really get treated when um over there in toronto then uh you know then i have all like i have so many different um different sauces and combinations to pick from and then i really feel spoiled um yeah but i i know you understand what i find so interesting is that the reach the regional kitchens in india are so rich and so full of flavor so i feel countries like that that are also very um rooted in home cooking they don't really take to fast food spots so the same is in greece uh greece also greece doesn't even have mcdonalds or burger king because they are you know the the, the food culture is so different yeah and i find that fascinating actually i i could imagine the same for india that it's you know not something that is really crazy popular maybe um because people have spoiled with how rich their you know foods are already so why would they then opt for the more i don't know you know mom's home cooking or grandma's home cooking is the best one or auntie's home cooking <laughs> we don't need the fast food spots i like how you use aunties in that sentence by the way <laughs> uh anyway uh yeah so i think even in india the retail uh, uh fast food joints came maybe when i was 10 years old that's like 15 years ago so those kind of things initially it was all home and still uh, india has like each different area has its own type of cuisine and people tend to eat so even right now my parents seldom uh, want to eat from outside i often do i often used to do uh, but so they don't like that culture they were not brought up in that culture and they still don't accept it it's the new younger generations and other people who uh, used to do out as friends and then they have these foods outside 
so when you do out with through for friends it's always easier to do to this fast food joints you get to eat a lot maybe for a lesser amount of money but yeah of course greece i i understand why greece doesn't allow fast food joints because i've read everywhere that mediterranean cuisine is one of the best in the world especially for your body and everything so uh, i don't i'm i'm totally backing them not to allow mcd into their culture because once it enters it totally changes everything because right now in even in india a lot of things have changed uh, the number of outlets have opened up are more so people of course they are uh, enjoying such things which was and lot of lot, almost all the major chains have entered india and they are trying to you know uh, that kind of culture has already crept crept up so i'm happy that jerry's have not been subjected to yeah that actually makes me sad to hear because as i said there's such you know rich food cultures in india so many regional ones and local ones and that's the beauty of it um and i could eat indian food every day by the way uh yeah so greece is yeah let's see let's see when they have to bend you know to the youth demanding some of these fast food burgers but um so far they they're going strong um and indeed you're right uh it is um i mean fast food is actually causes inflammation in the body and uh that at a young age then uh, there's some consequences to that lifestyle for sure and i think the indian spices have so many anti-inflammatory properties that maybe it can be balanced out you know if they eat if the young people eat a good balance of the home cooking and the burgers outside with their friends but um yeah one really has to watch that a bit usually there is no balance between the two right it's either one side up or the other side on but you are very much spot on with the anti inflammatory things because the indian uh, diet they so it's it's in different courses so each course is good and at the end of the day we have something called a buttermilk which actually buttermilk and something called rasam so that is actually kind of a chilly water but it actually helps in digestion so you don't have to worry about your stomach having any issues so those kind of things are part of the cuisine and part of the culture so Uh, and to be honest i don't follow that culture the as the newer generations come through the culture is slowly losing its touch but still you know that these things are going to help you you know in the long run and coming to fast food if you eat a lot of fast food along with maybe carbonated drinks a lot it's sure to you know affect you in some way so i stopped carbonated drinks like a long time back and i've still not gone back and that's something i'm happy that i'm doing because even my friends do it i don't do it and uh, my gut even after turning vegan uh my gut and my fitness and performance have all increased much uh, and it has been much better life ever since i turned vegan so uh it's been a good journey and of course it's good to have known that you know even greek culture also allows that kind of uh, importance to home cooking yeah exactly as you said i've also noticed um a lot of beneficial changes um digestion wise as i said earlier skin skin health it does make a difference what you put into your body for sure um yes yeah, so i'm i'm happy that i um didn't get raised on um eating out all the time but that i did have my mom and dad to cook for me when i was a kid and both you know within their own um culinary <laughs> um you know realms and yeah that that really did um make me appreciate different flavors and herbs and uh spices and i try to you know i used to be very observant as a kid so always when i saw my dad cut up uh oregano and 
thyme and all those things that they, you know, like to use in um, Greek cooking. I was really always looking over, you know, the table and try watching that he always cuts up everything freshly and puts it together. Same with my mom. You know, I find Indian cooking is magic to me. When I watch my uh, Lena auntie, <laughs> that's how I call her, uh, you know like add all the mustard seeds and this and that and the the leaves i'm always so fascinated because it does look like there's magic being done <laughs> that's how i perceived it as a child oh uh, that's true for sure because I, i'm actually jealous of you because you got to have like two fantastic cuisines when you're growing up uh, the dhrit and the mallu cuisine so that's pretty awesome and uh, coming to like so yes especially in the malayali cuisine so i i do cook a lot for my family right now because i've turned vegan so it it's they are still uh, they still enjoy having meat so i don't force them or anything but so when i cook for myself even if i made some mistake uh, my mom is always there to you know fix that dish up for me so in that way there is even if i mess up the dish there is some somehow she is able to take control and take it better so that is what you know the uh, home cooking style is you can get you can make any dish better. Mm, that's so true. Oh, I love that your mom still does that for you. That's awesome. And also that you picked up cooking. That's that's really cool. Um then also half serious, I really would want my brother to learn how to cook proper meals and not constantly, you know, choose the easy and convenient way of um just doing takeaway. <laughs> um so yeah. That would be good for him to have some um, friends and men around who know how to cook and then they, you know, can exchange recipes, in fact. I think that's really important to do that. The old art of writing down a recipe or watching your parents cook and, you know, taking notes or your aunt. I, I think that's something to really um, treasure and cherish. Oh, of course. So uh, my mom had a small, small written uh, notes of her mom's, of her mom's cooking. So, and that is like really old. The papers are all tattered down, uh, even though she knows them all by heart now. But I sometimes do go through those cuisines. Because right now I'm trying my luck at, you know, vegan, how to cook vegan food. So it's something new for me and my family. So I usually tend to go to YouTube and see how it's done. But sometimes you can, you know, convert these old cuisines into vegan dishes. So that's what I'm trying to so true it's very intuitive cooking yeah because it's like passed down to generations and somehow uh, each one can make it work over time yeah it takes a lot of practice i believe so i'm still you know it never when i try my um chickpea curry and my lentil curry then it never really tastes the same as when my aunt makes it so i know that i still have a long way to go but um yeah, and also when I try to uh, jot down the <laughs> recipe while she's cooking, she also basically just tells me, oh, yeah, you know, it's just a pinch. I'm like, what What does that even mean? <laughs> like, just I, I need I need more data. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, as I said, there is some magic to that cooking. Uh, very true, very true. And usually they they know it i don't know how probably because of uh years i think they were more observant than us in their childhood uh, at their houses and everything so they knew uh that they needed to learn this maybe it was a different time those times uh for us maybe it was something so it's something that we'll pick up on the way but for them Exactly. But I love that you're dedicating yourself to it and even cooking for your family now. And as you said, trying to find alternatives and substitutes for, you know, the 
the meat-based dishes because that does work in the Indian kitchen that you can, you know, just also make something just with veggies and it just tastes just as good, if not better at times. So I appreciate that you, um, that you're so dedicated to that. Thank you, ladies, for joining in this episode of The Millennial Optimist. And to all the listeners out there, I hope you had a good time listening in. So just to take a recap, we did talk about the wonderful burgers that each of the ladies and me enjoy right now. We also talked about veganism and how turning veganism has impacted positively in the lives of one of the talkers. We also understood the importance of marketing in helping us channel that obsession of birders right from our childhood. Hopefully, after listening, you guys will take a better call on what you consume and have a better gut. So the Millennial Optimist podcast is here to help you look towards a brighter future. And today we touched on the topic of veganism, which would help people and communities move forward in a positive way towards the future. This is what I will be targeting through this podcast and hopefully will help you also understand more on how to be optimistic about your future. I'm gonna be starting a new segment soon. So until then, Take care you guys and hope to hear and listen from you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Spread the cheer, keep quiet and hustle.